listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, you're listening to Animal Party on Pet Life Radio, and I am the hostess of this party. That's right, Deb Wolf. Today, I've got coming to join us from Pets Weekly, petsweekly.com, my favorite pet magazine, and it's online, and it's easy to find, and it's great, and it tells you what to buy and what not to buy, but today, we've got the scoop, the ridiculous to the sublime, what's terrific in the pet world, and what's just crapola. Welcome to the show, Stacy. Thanks for having me back. You know, every year we do this because there's so many things out there for pets and sometimes it looks so good in the catalog and you get it home and the thing won't even stand up. It's completely breakable or it doesn't work at all. So I love to talk to you because we can save my listeners that headache and tell them what's great and what's not so great, right? I hope so. I hope we have all the correct information, but usually we do. Well, you have some pretty uh, cooperative furry testers over there. So Absolutely. The, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, and they're not gentle. They test those products, don't they? Yeah, you know, you can have a pit bull put everything through the ringer, and I guarantee if it gets past my dogs, it's going to get past yours. So <laughs> we're, we're doing all right. Nice. Okay, so what have you got? What's your top pick for this year? Okay, we, you know, we've got a lot of feeders coming out lately, and the simplest ones are usually the ones that are most effective. I think you know that as well as I do. There's a new product called the Woofy Snuffle Mat, and it is quite literally a little carpet that you put on the ground, and it has shaggy spots in it, and the dog can woofle through to pick up his food, and it really slows down those fast eaters, which, you know, can create... All kinds of problems when dogs are wolfing their food. So I really like the snuffle mats coming out. Oh, that's an interesting one. Okay. Sometimes when I have a dog who just scarfs down his food and he starts to hiccup and sometimes even vomit because he's eating so quickly, I just put a big rock in the bowl and he has to gently move the rock to eat the food. But sometimes he gets his nose all scraped up when I do that. So this would be an alternative for the beagles and the bassets who are quick eaters, but really it's all about them sniffing it out and finding it. And they'd enjoy this so much more than having to deal with a rock. So I get this. Okay, what else have you got for us, Stacey? For, okay, so I'm going to go through dogs first. There's some treats that are out on the market now. And these are mussels. Have you ever seen the mussels from The Honest Kitchen? No. Mussels like from the ocean, you mean? Yes, mussels oh, okay. from the ocean. They're little shellfish, but they're all... Now, okay, when you're shopping for anything seafood right now, you have to be very, very cautious. So you only work with companies that you know are sourcing responsibly and sourcing from the right areas because after the whole catastrophe with the nuclear, everything going on in oh, uh, yeah. Japan, and Asia and Pacific Ocean is all, exactly. oh, yeah. Okay. And so it gotta be really can- especially affects shellfish and any type of thing like that because they're always, that's how they eat is they're filtering the ocean for us. So, you know, you have to be very cautious on where you shop and who you're using the mussels from Honest Kitchen are just phenomenal. 
It's a natural source of glucosamine, which is, as you know, is great for your dogs. And these are a mix of the green-lipped mussels and I want to say the red lip, but I'll have to verify. Really awesome product. You know, I like the idea that it's a natural source of glucosamine because sometimes we give our dogs glucosamine as a pill. And for some dogs, it works really well. For some dogs, it helps with their arthritis, makes them feel their pain a little less, gives a little spring in their step. But sometimes I've noticed, especially in the 80s when it was being um, put in the food, added to the food, there was one brand that was doing it. I noticed that some of the dogs got very aggressive. And uh, it's only anecdotal. I have no veterinary proof on that. But if you find you try a new vitamin or an additive or something with your dog, anything new and their behavior changes and it's not a good change, then, you know, slow down, use less, or maybe stop it altogether. Because sometimes our pets are sensitive. So watch your pet. Know your pet. If things change all of a sudden because you've started something new, maybe uh, talk to your vet or scale it back. Okay, so, all right. Now we've just talked about two things you like. How about something you don't like? And then we'll go to a commercial break and we'll come back. So what don't you like for this year? Okay, there's a couple. Okay, there's, you know, these are mostly presents and gifts that are developed for people and one of which is called a recycled newspaper dog it retails for 159 dollars and basically it is a it's a little handmade pet that is made from recycled newspaper so it's kind of like a i don't know decoupage what do they call that with the newspaper where they you know what i call it i call it garbage (laughs) that's what i call it i call it the burn pile exactly exactly the bunny cage the burn pile i don't know man i don't want a pet that can't get wet like that coming out (laughs) yeah very very strange and things i wouldn't recommend spending money on i'd Mm -hmm. like to see people donate it or do something better with it but Well, you know, we're going to go to a break and we're going to come back and I'm going to tell you about a dog that made me really wonder if dogs have ADHD or if I have ADHD or what really was going on. Murray the Golden Retriever. He came here for the purpose of mating with his intended true love wife, Angel. Now, they tried before and there was no success. So they decided to hire me as a sort of midwife, if you will. I I don't even know. Matchmaker, I guess. Reproductive counselor. I don't even know what my title on this one is. But two golden retrievers, both perfectly capable, destined to be together, destined to have puppies like each other, but won't make puppies. So there I am. She's in heat. She's standing. And I'll tell you what happened after the break. (laughs) (laughs) On Animal Party, Pet Life Radio. Stay tuned. We've got Stacy Mantle from Pets Weekly and me, Deb Wolf, from Camp Good Dog. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Don't leave this party before it's over because the best is yet to come. Only losers leave the party early anyway. Party on. Back in a few. Put a puppy under the Christmas tree. Wait. You read it, not feed it. It's the dog with the opposable thumb. An accidental love story. The fun new book by award-winning author, Mark Barkowitz. When an accidentally DNA-altered puppy is born with a thumb, his lovelorn grad student caretaker devises a strategy to achieve their Kardashian-like fame and fortune. It's funny, intelligent, and incredibly unique. And 20% of book sales benefit the Pasadena Humane Society and SPCA. The Dog with the Opposable Thumb is available now through Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and MarkBark.org. Thumbs up to a howling fun book for the holidays. The Dog with the Opposable Thumb. Order yours now. 
It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com You're inside the VIP room. With the hottest party in town. Back to the party. Let's go! Hello! We're back on Animal Party, Pet Life Radio. I've got snow at Camp Good Dog, Stacy. Loads of it. No, it's going to be 77 degrees tomorrow here. Well, if anybody would like to see puppies and dogs frolicking in snow, making snow angels, rolling around, chasing each other, and even wearing antlers, then go to Camp Good Dog on Facebook, because that's where we post pictures every day of the doggy campers. And it's filling up for Christmas. We still have some places, so if you're in the Vancouver area and you want to send your dog to camp, then call us right away. Call us, 604-515-2267. If you're far away and you just want to see what's going on out here on our five fenced acres of snow-filled play fields, then check us out, Camp Good Dog Facebook. Okay, so Murray comes here. I'm supposed to get Angel pregnant, and we booked them to stay a week, and the whole week goes by, and every day I'm out there, every day, every day, several times a day. I walk them, and I play with them, and I isolate them, and I get all my other dogs away, and I got them in their yard, and I'm doing everything I can, short of playing violin music and serving them oysters. I'm, <laughs> I'm really working on it. She's receptive. He's not interested at all. He is interested in me and other things. And finally, one day, he looks at me, he looks at her, and he leaps onto my children's trampoline. Now, I'm supposed to make her pregnant by him. That's what he's supposed to be doing. But instead, he's jumping around on the trampoline like a little kid, jumping around, doing spins. And then I find myself taking my shoes off. And getting on the trampoline with him. And now I'm wondering, okay, who's the problem? Is it him or is it me? But you know what? It was such an opportunity to jump with a trampoline dog. We had such a good time. And a few days later, Murray did, in fact, make Angel pregnant. And I got the good news. They did a, a check at the vet and they were told there were, there were only two puppies. So I called them back and said, are you sure about that? And maybe you should check again. And sure enough, sometimes... When puppies are viewed inside the mum, the heads block each other. So two is actually four, or four is actually eight. So we're going to have to wait and see how many puppies she has, but it's definitely more than two. So don't wow. you can't always go by your ultrasound. you got to wait till the day. Unfortunately, you just don't know until it's happening. That's great. Yeah, so Murray and Angel and their lovely trampoline jumping puppies will be born soon. And I have a litter expected in February myself of golden doodles. So very exciting times around here. But at the moment, we're just making our snow angels, enjoying the winter. and wishing we had your 77 degrees. Holy. That's it's good. crazy down here. Yeah, I'm kind of wishing for the snow, to be honest with you. I know people don't want to hear that, but wow, I miss it. Well, I've had a few things happen to me recently. I've lived out here where I live in the Pacific Northwest, just east of Vancouver, on a farm in the mountains since 1997, so quite a while. 
And I've heard that cougars live here. I saw a panther once. I've seen coyotes loads of times and eagles, bears, deer. But I saw my first real live cougar about a month ago. And I was so excited. It darted across the road in front of me. The most beautiful. It had weight like, like no dog ever could, you know. Just such a solid, solid, healthy animal. It was exquisite to behold. And I'm just so happy I got to see a cougar in the wild. That's amazing. You never see those. I mean, they're so hard to find. Well, you know, it was the same time the salmon were running. And I saw it come up right where the stream is. So I think it was feasting on salmon. I mean, who could blame it? Big, beautiful salmon that swim right into it. If you could catch him, you know. And I'm sure he's good at it with those claws. Oh, yeah. All he has to do is get close. (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes we enjoy out here watching the bears because the bears miss a lot. It takes about eight tries at least for them to catch one salmon. It's pretty funny to watch. They're really clumsy. Oh, I'll bet. Well, (laughs) you know, they're so big. It's hard to wrap all your bulk around that. Get a hold of one of those little fish. Well, the fish are strong, like really, really, really strong, amazingly strong, slippery, right, and and determined. So so it's quite quite a contest. Okay, so we got to get back to the dogs and the cats. That was a little walk on the wild side. And I do want to touch on pit bulls before the end of the show because you mentioned you have one. And they've been in the news for all the wrong reasons here lately. So I just want to let my listeners know I've invited Dr. Stan Korn to come on the show. And I'm going to be having him on soon to do a show on pit bulls. Why are they so maligned? Why are people so afraid of them? Is it true? Do we need extra laws? Is there basis to this? What is the real truth and facts? What's the science behind our fear of pit bulls and the situation with pit bulls right now? Because, I mean, in my area, there was a couple of them that are guilty of three attacks all in the same neighborhood. The dogs are now being put down. And the attacks were all on seniors. Little old lady, a little old man. It's just terrible to see, you know. And, of course, it's the owner. Of course, right? But uh, there's a definite connection. The owner's not innocent in all this. Three times, same MO, dogs running loose on a puzzle. I mean, absolutely. But we need to get to the bottom of this. So I'll be talking about that on a future show. And right now, let's go back to interesting things. I know we kind of covered the dogs a bit. Have you got something good for Christmas for the cat lovers on your list? I've got a ton, but let me tell you about one more really strange product so we can avoid it. (laughs) Is that okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. There is one product that came out, and they even took it up off the market, but it was so interesting. There's still some out on eBay and things like that, that basically it's a wrap that goes around your dog's stomach right over, you know, where he can pee, and it senses urine. So the second it senses urine, it sends this really loud noise to your dog or your puppy. And I just want to tell everybody that's an awful, awful, awful idea. I mean, why would you terrify your dog into peeing? Every time he goes potty, he gets, you know, terrorized with this noise. So please avoid that product. They took it off the market because there were so much problems with it. But really, it's important for people to avoid that. So I just wanted to throw that out there. It's probably the worst product. Oh, Oh, that's just terrible. (laughs) Your dog already has issues and now you give him like pain and loud. So what's he supposed to do? Hold it indefinitely? That's abuse. Exactly. And then you gotta traumatize this poor dog. He doesn't know where to go, you know? It's such an awful gadget. So I just these are the kinds of things that people need to really just pay close attention to. I'm about to say something a little controversial, but I can't help it. Those puppy pee pads. 
I feel very similarly about those things. Really? It's okay. Oh, yeah. If you want to teach your puppy to pee outside or in a specific area, then by all means, get one of those scented puppy pee pads that smells like artificial dog urine and stick it outside in the corner you want him to use of the yard. But if you want your dog to learn not to go to the bathroom in the house, for God's sakes, don't put one of those in your house. It's just telling him, pee here, pee here, pee here. It's really strong. I Yeah, it's so fast. I go into these homes where the dog is two, three years old, and they're so upset because they just can't get him house trained. And we take that thing outside, and we start leash walking him out to it, and boom, within a week, he's house trained. Like, they just, it's a mixed message to have the house scented like dog urine. It's oh, a real absolutely. Thing. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. Okay, so let's go for some good things. What's a good thing for a cat this year? Okay, for a cat this year, the, the really big thing is called the new bowl feeding system. And this is a new feeding system for cats that helps them with their their hunting and and everything, you know, in a humane way to where they're not being bored and getting overweight. And anyway, what you do is you it's a system of six little carefully designed mice that look like they're little plastic things that are machine washable covers and everything. And you portion the food out into these six feeders and, and hide them around the house. Now, I thought my cats, there's no way they're going to go look for these things. They loved it. I really didn't expect it to be as popular at, with my cats as it is. So if you, you can hide anything in there. You can do dry, wet, raw, whatever you want. The way it's designed is it's designed for you know feeding and accommodating all diets. But basically, you put it out and hide it around in different areas every morning, and the cats have to go hunt every time they want a meal. And then they eat a little bit at a time, which is kind of how they're supposed to do it, you know? Yeah. Well, they're supposed to have, if, if, if they lived on rodents, they'd have 12 to 18 a day. So that's a lot of hunting, a lot of work to do to catch 12 to 18 rodents a day. And then, you know, they don't eat them all at once. They don't like collect them in a bowl and cook them on the stove like we do and have right. a meal with their family. You're right. They eat all day long, a little bit here, a little bit there, burn some off. I think most of our house cats, indoor confined house cats, are kind of fat, aren't they? They are, and they're getting. It's getting harder and harder to keep them underway because I mean, we're you know the foods are getting better now, but some of them are you know it's how you eat and just the same with the cats. There's a lot of specifications that we don't all understand, and just a combination of certain foods can create problems. So yeah, it's, it's a lot to take on when you have when you're feeding a predator. You know, <laughs> it's hard to feed. Well, them. and cats really. Most vets I've talked to, most people nowadays, most scientists nowadays have decided that they really don't need grain. They really don't. They just need meat and a little bit of veggie somehow that they would get when they eat their prey and it's in their stomach. So they're really almost 100% carnivores. And the foods we give them, especially when we have a fat cat, they tend to be all grain. It's like, you know, empty calories of something they can't even use. So you got to kind of think about that. Absolutely. um, The old style, you know, where grandma used to set aside a little bit of the meat or the veg she was cooking before she added the spices and made the stew for the family and dumped it in the dog's bowl on top of the kibble. Those dogs lived a long time. Those cats, they do really well. So I I really believe real food is good for everybody as long as it's not begged off you or kind of earned by rudeness, right? They got to be polite. So, okay, we got to go to another commercial break. We're going to come back and tell you about a few more things for Christmas, for Hanukkah, for the holidays. I might give you some safety tips while we're at it. And I got this really crazy old cat. I thought she was my easiest, oldest cat. She basically did nothing except hid in the closet for 10 years. And now, all of a sudden, she's come out of her shell. She watches all the dogs. And lately, she's been up to no good. 
So I'll tell you about that after the break. Stay tuned on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. We're talking to Stacy Mantle from Pets Weekly and me, Deb Wolf. Stay tuned. Don't leave this party before it's over because the best is yet to come. Only losers leave the party early anyway. Party on. Back in a few. He was malnourished and emaciated. Constant scratching and just being unpleasant. He was shedding excessively. He was losing his fur. Franklin was rescued from the streets of Los Angeles. Bear was a rescue from the same shelter in Kansas City, Missouri, that I got J.J. the Terrier. I found his raw meat diet, which is raw meat, eggs, rice, and Dinovite and Lico Chops. His omega-3 supplement on Dinovite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I've got my ground beef, the Dynavite, and I just mix it all together with the eggs and the shells. Franklin, he's thriving. His coat is soft and shiny. He's shedding much less. They're much happier. Their coats are better. Their behavior, especially their behavior, is better. How do you feed your shelter dog to derive a great attitude? Start that little pet off right. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Just go to Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com You're you're inside the VIP room. With the hottest party in town. Back to the party. Let's go! Hello! You're listening to Animal Party on Pet Life Radio with me, Deb Wolf. Coming to you from Camp Good Dog, where you can see dogs playing in snow and dressed in costumes. Camp Good Dog on Facebook. Check us out. Okay, so my cat, my calico cat, who's a little bit nuts and always been afraid of me, is now not afraid of me anymore. Not afraid of dogs anymore. And does crazy things. Like the other day, I went to pull out a can of lemonade. I opened the drawer and she jumped out at me, scared me, made me scream. Then she promptly jumped into the sink and stayed there for most of the afternoon. I got a really crazy cat, Stacy. That's uh, join the club. <laughs> I got eight of them. So let me tell you, I, I got the market corner on crazy cats. But that's amazing. <laughs> that's so cute. What do you She's- think caused it? It's like she all of a sudden decided to trust me and my daughter after all these years, you know? I don't yeah. know. And she's gone up to the dogs. And, and I mean, she used to just hate the dogs. You got to wonder about a cat who finds herself living at Camp Good Dog and hates dogs. I mean, it's a, bit, <laughs> it's a, bit of a stressful situation. But, uh, but yeah, now she's right into them. It's, it's peculiar to That's have an animal just though. all of a sudden emerge and be like, have a personality and be outgoing and interactive and... I keep looking at her like, what is with you, you know? But it's all good. That's great. Yeah, usually when you have a sudden change, it's the other way. And then you got to go to the vet. You know, if your dog or your cat all of a sudden isn't doing what it usually does, it's inactive, it's drinking a lot, it's not, or it's not drinking, or it's not eating, or it seems depressed, or you know your animal. Then, you you know, sudden change, go to the vet. But when the sudden change goes from being a nightmare, boring, misery, to being delightful, 
Well, I guess you just go with it. Hey, <laughs> that's yeah. No, I've had a couple of older cats do that too. Oh, a really? Couple of older feral ones. Yeah, I have three brothers that are. My husband called one of them's called Hephaestion, uh, and his brother is Magellan and Alex, his sister. And anyway, my husband calls him Rasputin because he's like the devil cat. He's the meanest cat you ever saw in your life. And all of a sudden, he's letting us pet him and and groom him and. This is a cat that has despised us his entire life. And all of a sudden, he just popped out of us somehow. It's some weird, I don't know. But That's the same thing going on here. Exactly. She wouldn't even, I mean, I used to have to trick her to get the flea stuff on her, you know, sort of like from above, dangling without her seeing me. Like now she's like in my lap, purring away, wanting to be brushed. I mean, who is this cat? (laughs) I think it's something to do with just them getting older. I mean, we all get a little bit better as we get older, right? I don't know about that. I've met some (laughs) awful old people. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they're not. Not everybody gets better as they age. Some people get really set in their ways and self-righteous about their right to be grumpy and difficult, you know? (laughs) I don't think you've met enough old people. Yeah, no, no, no. Not always. They're like all uh, old people, I mean. I don't know why. (laughs) Maybe it's because I'm getting a little more accepting of them. (laughs) Now that I'm becoming one. I discovered my old dog who's 13. I thought he was going senile, right? And he kept barking at me for no reason and and just being such a goof. And I I just thought, like, he doesn't even know what time it is. He doesn't know when it's supper. He's confused, right? And I started kind of indulging him. And then at one point, I realized I could see him working it behind those cataracts. I could just see it. And I stopped indulging him and I realized the whole thing was a big act. He has figured out that I feel sorry for him because he's so old. And if he barks anytime, I might feed him. You know, if he if, right. if he stands in the backyard, I'll probably come out, right? And it's not that he can't get up the ramp. He can get up. He just would like me to come out and escort him. And if I don't, he gets up perfectly well. He's been working it the whole time for about <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I'm so mad. Now I just shout out the the window. Come on, old man. You could do it. And up he goes, you know. But I was running out there to help him up the ramp like a few times a day for no reason. For oh, six geez. Well, he's my- got, yeah, he's got you figured out then. <laughs> That's all that is. It's my That's standard hilarious. poodle. That'll teach me to own standard poodles. They're just too smart. <laughs> oh, so manipulative and so clever. Yeah. Okay. So let's get back to what we should buy and what we shouldn't buy. Is there anything that's like really different or innovative and not too I do have one. There is, it's called the the portable mud dog shower. And you'll probably really like this being up where you're at. It is a little piece of rubber fixture that goes on the end of any water bottle and it fits. I didn't think this thing was going to work and it has pressure. It just turns any water bottle into a little shower. So you can rinse your dogs off before you put them in the car. You can, you know, just get rid of all the mud when you're out hiking, camping, whatever you're doing. And it's, it's so wonderful. So I can't imagine this days. Is this like a Chihuahua size thing? Like what if you have a dirty St. Bernard? I can, no, I can rinse off my pit bulls easy in one setting because this thing has so much pressure and it works so well. And depending on the water bottle size, but I mean, I'm talking like a regular water bottle that you would take out, you know, not one of the giant Pepsi bottles or anything. (laughs) And I can get my my dog's paws washed off and put them in the car. It's amazing. And I thought this thing would pop off the end and I need to get you one because you would love it. It's, it's really a great product. And that's from Kurgo. 
It's called the portable okay. mud dog shower. Nice. Wow. Okay. That sounds good. That sounds good for people. I know it's a huge problem. People are always with the towels and the, they feel like their dog servant wiping his feet every time he comes in the door. And right now where I live, most of Canada, a lot of the Northeast and the States, there's salt everywhere. And that's oh, terrible, yeah. right? It's no right. big deal if you just brush it off, rinse it off, get it off. But if you don't brush it off, rinse it off, get it off, then your pet has to lick it off. And that's right. really bad for them. They can get real sick. Plus, if they don't lick it off, maybe they're too old or too lazy or just not that kind of dog, it could burn their feet. So really watch Absolutely. the salt. You know, if you're using it yourself and you've got like a doggy run or something, that might be the place to use dirt instead or even cat litter, something else besides salt that burns. Also, watch the candles. Hanukkah and Christmas, watch those candles. Cats love to play with flames. Don't leave the candles alone in a room with pets. Either lock the candles away or put them out or choose the birthday style that burn down quick. Do something like that so you're not leaving flames and animals together because we all turn on the news and see those horrible scenes of apartment buildings burnt down and homes burnt down and Christmas tree fires. And just, you know what, if you're not there, shut it off, especially if you have pets. If your tree has breakables and fruits and foods and popcorn, it needs to be in a room that's shut where the cats and dogs can't get at it. Or just decorate it pet friendly. Right, save them. Well, there's so many great candles now that are. I really despise mm -hmm. candles in any type of household that has animals or kids. It's just too dangerous. We're, you know, we've progressed beyond having to have an open flame in our homes. So, yeah, I totally, totally agree. Go with, with the that. LED. Um, yeah, there's some great candles that look so real now, and you don't have to. You don't have to have that. So, yeah, avoid them all together. Is my, what I say. <laughs> Chocolate and nuts. And popcorn around the tree and even well packaged. Your dogs and cats smell right through those wrappings. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind you of thing has to be everything. that has to be locked and loaded until it's actually given to the guest. And with cats, even more important, the biggest hazard for cats this time of year by far is the wrapping paper, the tinsel, the decorations. You know the kind of stuff, the frilly, shiny stuff the bits that can get stuck in their stomach and wound around their intestines and cost you about $2,000 to have surgically removed. Just don't go for it, right? It's just so much yeah. better not Avoid to. It's ornament. not worth it. Glass ornaments and the food for the dogs. Watch your artificial sweeteners. Watch your antifreeze. Antifreeze puddles on anybody's driveway or gas station. Leash your animals because it's very tempting and delicious and totally toxic. A teaspoon of antifreeze can kill a golden retriever. So a cat just microdoses. You you know, and all they have to do is sniff it on a driveway and take a little lick and they're in desperate situation. The other big thing that ends people, lands people at the vet on Christmas morning and New Year's Day that we really don't want to do is the stomach binge. Okay, if you want to give your dog or cat a little taste of the turkey from Christmas or the lovely New Year's meal, that's okay. Give it to them spoonful or two with their kibble. But be sure they don't get into that gravy. Be sure they don't raid the garbage and get that turkey drippings inside the foil. Because that's what sends them to the vet. That intense dose of fat all at once, possibly mixed with foil, that really does a number on them. So be careful. Just give them a little bit. They don't need to be sick. Okay, Stacey, what else can we get them? Let's end on a really happy note. What else can we get our pets? Maybe okay, something have, affordable. Have you got something affordable? Oh, all of these are affordable. Yeah, which okay. is wonderful. Okay, now this is a really cool toy that you're going to really like too because you have very destructive dogs as well. It's called the Go Dog Indestructible Toy. Now, we all hear about toys being indestructible. There is no indestructible toy, but there are some toys that are better than others, and this is one of them. This is put out by... 
Quaker Pet, I believe. And it's made from a new material called pop foam, which is child-safe, pet-safe, non-toxic, almost completely indestructible. They're actually using it to make soccer balls for kids in third world countries right now, which is not only just a cool thing to do, but the foam is made with an environmentally sensitive manufacturing process. So when it does go bad or they lose the ball or whatever, it's actually helping our environment, not hurting it. And the most important thing about this is they're completely unself-deflating. So let's say your dog gets a hold of it, which they all do, and they puncture it, which they all do. It's not going to deflate the balls or the toys, even though it has a hole in it, because it's such a solid... It's kind of like those things that you put in your tire when you have a flat tire and you just spray that stuff in. It's not that, but... It just fills itself back up, and it's, wow. it feels that seam. We have a bunch of them here, and we are having a blast with them. So let's That's say, like magic for a dog. It is, a, a, right? For Especially for running a daycare like you do and yeah. having so many animals, and, and they're also rough on them. These are just really fun toys. So it's, it's called the Rhino Play line, and it's in the indestructible line from Go Dogs. So... Anyway, check the website. It's on our gift list, and they run. They range from three dollars to twelve dollars, fifteen dollars. So you know, it's interesting. Are and- they are they putting out the disclaimer? Never leave your dog alone with it. Are they doing that with oh, that? Oh, always. Yeah, they are yeah. wonderful about that. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I- that's what they say too. You know, I mean, there is no indestructible toy. And it doesn't matter how much like this. Eventually, mm-hmm. Bree got a corner of it chewed off. It's not going to hurt her. It's totally non-toxic. But at the same time, you should always monitor your pets because they can get a wedged in their mouth. They can get panicked. You know, they, a lot of so times I see people, uh, you know, like recently I went to a puppy's house, chocolate lab, about eight weeks old, was nipping and biting and not house trained, a little bit fetchy, a little bit whiny, but a lovely little dog, gorgeous little dog, Daisy. And within minutes, you know, 20 minutes of being there, we already got it to where it stopped screaming when it was in its kennel it was a screamer when i got there oh gosh <laughs> let me out let me out by you know i gave her treats in there i gave her a walk i gave her cuddles i did all these things in and out in and out in and out and then we put her in the kennel and she stayed there and didn't scream so he was like i can't believe it this is amazing but he had toys for her that are the kinds of things i think clueless men give grown women at valentine's day you know little stuffed animals for your bed Bye. like and Bye. that's just you know, no dog really needs a stuffed animal. They're going to rip it up. They're going to rip it up and they're going to eat it and they might get the squeaky out of it and swallow the squeaky. You know, there's a very exceptional few tiny, tiny toy dogs that will cuddle a stuffed animal, usually when they're not puppies anymore and they're not teething. But most of our dogs and puppies will destroy them. So it's really not a good gift. You got to get something that suits your dog's needs. Not that's just cute, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Suits your dog's needs and is effective. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of functional toys, you know, let it serve a purpose, whether it's satisfying some natural instinct or, you know, giving them their food in a gradual manner or whatever. I mean, it's just, there's reasons to have toys. And of course, playing is one of those reasons. And that's an awesome reason to have one. But yeah, just know what you're getting Buy them that are specifically for pets and, you know, understand the reasoning for getting them. You know, sometimes we think of chewing and teething as a puppy thing only. And I noticed from my adult dogs, even my nine-year-old standard poodle, female, that when I give her venison bones from the meat cutter, she chews and chews and chews way longer than some of the puppies. So there's a lot of nutrition. There's a lot of benefit to a good chew. So if your dog no longer chews on anything, you haven't found the right thing. 
they really do need to chew their whole life long. So find something and go real if you can. Go find a meat cutter, find a butcher, find someone who will give you something real. And you watch, your dog will like that real meat bone. So make sure it's big enough and strong enough and you're there when he eats it. So he doesn't swallow it all or try and take chunks off, right? Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's their natural instinct to chew, and you should encourage it. It's the marrow is so rich. Yep. Yeah, and the marrow is so rich in nutrients. It's so good for them. It makes them happy. Any dog that has tension that's barking too much, using its mouth too much, is too rough on things, it needs a good chew. It just Absolutely, does. Absolutely, yep, yep. It's a natural instinct. We need to embrace those. Well, yeah, because just like the pee thing, if you're trying to teach your dog never to pee or never to chew, you're going to have a yeah. frustrated animal that oh, can't, yeah. can't cooperate with that instruction. It's, you know, it's, it's, they need to do these things. So give him something he's allowed to chew that he won't destroy. I love that idea of the ball that you put a hole in it. And I could really do a magic trick in front of some kids who've never seen that product. Watch. It's a really I would dazzle great it in me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brie was just fascinated with it, my dog, because she just couldn't destroy it and it it took almost well over a week before she could even get a corner off of it and and she worked at that pretty much 24 hours a day and what it felt like you know so great product line really like it if you're living somewhere where it's really cold make sure your dog has not frozen water water that isn't frozen kicking the bucket so the top unfreezes and then it refreezes again in 20 minutes is not the way to go dump it refill (laughs) make sure snow is not water they will not drink snow and and get filled full and hydrated so make sure they actually have water and shelter and uh, I talked about the salt already. Is there anything you think I left out, Stacy, on the safety tips for the winter and Christmas and Hanukkah? I no, think I, I think it. you got everything covered. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. keeping everybody warm is going to be a major consideration for a lot of the country. Oh, yes. And the, um, the base of the tree, don't fill it with chemicals. Pets find the flavoring and smells irresistible. Just change it off. And if you have to put some sugar in there and anchor the top of the tree, if you got a big, really big one, because I mean, when I had little kittens, they were all over that tree, up and down it, up and down it. And they would have knocked it over if I hadn't anchored it. So if you're going to have a tree and pets, I no longer have a tree. I've given up on the tree thing. But if you're going <laughs> to, if you're going to just make sure you really carefully think about what goes on and how it's decorated and that there's nothing breakable, sharp, edible, tempting to your pets or that you put it somewhere where they can't get to it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I hope you all have a really good and safe holiday. Avoid that gravy. Just a little bit of the turkey is fine, but avoid the gravy. And well, Stacey, I hope I get to talk to you in the new year. Absolutely. And you have a wonderful holiday and all of your listeners as well. We will be talking about pit bulls coming up soon with Dr. Stan Corin. And I had occasion recently where Right in the midst of this terrible situation where all these dogs are causing these conflicts and people are crying for bigger rules and Montreal just did a pit bull ban and then the SPCA appealed it in the courts and now there's an injunction because it seems to be, you know, it's not going to pass. So they're in limbo over there in Montreal. Toronto has a pit bull ban. Vancouver does not, but is considering it. All this is heating up. And I get a call from this really nice lady who has a mutt who looks a lot like a pit bull. It's a pit bull cross. And she just happened to move into a house where the people who owned it before had two pit bulls that were aggressive and killed a little dog. So she moves in with her very nice mutt 
And the neighbors think it's the same dog. And the neighbors are freaking out. And they're acting so strange that the dog starts going off at the neighbors. And now they've got this aggressive situation when there never really was. And I take this dog and get him calmed down, get him to like all the other dogs here, work on his issues with rival males, but get him real comfortable, get him playing. He comes here for daycare now. Take him back to his neighborhood, reintroduce him have to take him around to loads of people with dog. Hello, hello, hi, you know, walked into a doggy daycare there. I mean, we just had to show the world, hey, this guy's a good one, okay? And, you know, it's really, really hard if you own a very nice dog, well-trained, well-behaved, you want to have a good life with him, and he happens to trigger all these alarm bells because of the bad apples. It's really tough. So hang in there, Pipple people. I wish you Good training and loads of fun and just be mindful that some people are terrified and they're going to act stupid. So being extra, extra diligent that your dog is never scary. Put a funny bandana on him. Put a costume on him. Make him look like the sweetheart he is and have him come on a dime. Have him the kind of dog that just comes every time no matter what. If you have trouble with that, you can look up my YouTube clip. Just go by Deborah Wolf on YouTube, on my channel there. And there's 10 clips on there, and one of them is Come When Called. And you can get your pit bull coming so fast, so reliably, nobody will be scared of him. If you happen to have a tough-looking dog that loves to fetch, teach him to carry his toy. Because people really aren't scared of a dog carrying a ball, because they know what he's up to. His intent is clear, right? So Rottweiler busy. <laughs> and his mouth is busy. So Rottweilers, pit bulls, even German shepherds. We know they're herding dogs, but the people who are afraid of dogs don't know that. So get them to carry something, and all of a sudden, you'll be hearing the word "ah" instead of "oh no." All right, everybody. Until next year, I guess. Well, you know what? I'll come back before the new year. I'll come back with one more show. But Great. I wish. Yeah, but I wish you happy holidays in the meantime and safe holidays. And you can always look up the Dogs at Camp Good Dog on Facebook or find me on YouTube at Deborah Wolf. And uh, that's it, Stacey. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I look forward to you in the new year. We'll be hooking up, okay. I'm sure, at some point. Oh, absolutely. So everybody, that's PetsWeekly.com. If you want to see honest, true product reviews of pet stuff that you can get just with a click and you don't have to get the stuff that doesn't work or breaks, you get the good stuff that Stacey tested with her pet. That's right. All right, everybody. Thank you again. And, and have a safe holiday from Animal Party and Pet Life Radio and me, Dab Wolf. Be good to your animals. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.